Welcome to the latest episode of Fight Talk. I got a, I'm delighted. Come on. The master. The genius. Speak it, believe it, receive it. No, brother. You oh, stop. Damn. You got it wrong. That's Deontay Wilder. That's why I got broke up. That's why I got broke up. Speak it, believe it, become it. My bad. There you go. There you go. Tunde, Ajayi. Yes, sir. How you doing? It's Tunde, man. Yes, sir. No, I'm, I'm very happy to join you on your, uh, you know, on your journey. And uh, I wish you all the best. And I'm, 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 I'm delighted to be your first British guest. I don't care about Spencer Fearing because it was <laughs> it weren't recorded. It weren't recorded. I'm the first recorded British man on this thing. So, yes, sir. I'm giving myself a pat on the shoulder. <laughs> well, um, I'll speak when we speak earlier. I was saying to you, listen, man, your big motivation to me when I on your Instagram page. If you're feeling like you need some, you know, you need that kick up the arse sometimes, <laughs> get on Tunde Jai's page. They'll let you know you're out like two, three in the morning, five in the morning, every day. Every day. Running. Every day. Every day. Running. Trainers got to train. Yeah. What are the days of trainers sitting in the corner with a fat belly and a cup of tea telling you, go on, son, six rounds today, go on, son. Yeah. Run your five miles. No, you run five miles. <laughs> telling me to run five miles. You run five miles. So it's a new era. It's a new dawn. And uh, even this whole 2020 pandemic, uh, people have to change up the game. But guess what? I I was 20 years ahead of everyone. Because I, the my theory, my methodology, my thought process, I've always said, and Spencer Fearon has always <laughs> said it and backed me up. I'm 20 years ahead of the game. And that ain't no boasting on bragging. You just need to look at all the trainers doing what I was criticised about doing 20 years ago. All the so-called tip-tap pads. Well, guess what? All you old dinosaur trainers has been forced to do the tip-tap pads because the young boys, they want the tip-tap pads. <laughs> How can they know the tip works? They used to say that about Mayweather as well, though. Remember they used to cut him on the pad? Now he's, he's the one of the best that's ever lived. Come on, come on. But that's so part of the process, you know, like... You know, when you're a trailblazer, when you're a trendsetter, you um, you have to be ready for the onslaught of criticism because you're new. It's not been seen before. You know, no one ain't never done it. And in terms of this country, I was the first. And, I, and when everyone was criticizing me, I was developing my system and my craft more and more and more. And I look at all these trainers today in this country and it's no disrespect, I, I love it. I'm happy because I, I knew that the day would come where everybody would realise that it is an essential part of the training. It's not the be-all and end-all. It's not like I was trying to change boxing in that respect because you're going to get in a ring, you're going to fight, but there's always aspects to boxing, whether it be running. You know, you run, but you're not a runner. You're a boxer. Mm. You get what I'm saying? You skip. You're not a skipper, but you're a boxer. You see what I'm saying? So the pads, for me, was always an essential add-on to boxing itself. The thing is, what was different about me is because I said that 90% of my training was the pad work. And people were like, you can't train fighters on pads. Well, guess what? <laughs> I've, been the top, I've been to the top of the mountain twice training people like that. So I must be doing something right. I'll ask you something. Yes. Because I'm what? 
when people say, you, you hear things, I can't, you can't use pads, you don't use pads like that, blah, 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 right? Even uh, you say you don't watch footage of other fighters. Yes. Right? But Floyd said that as well. And yes. I, I look at you and I look at what you do with Yard, uh, O'Hara Davis, people forget that. People forget that. But when, what you, Kevin you, Mitchell, let's not forget Kevin Mitchell, Kevin yeah. Young Mitchell won, you know, we will talk about the Lenares fight, but let's, let's get it right. Kevin Mitchell won the Young Boxer of the Year when he was with me. Akash Bhatia, another young kid who, again, never had no amateur career. He won the Young Asian Sports Personality of the Year. The only other boxer to do that was Amir Khan. And this kid had no amateur record. He, when Akash was with me, he got through to the ABA final and he lost against a, uh, Stephen Smith or the Smith brothers. Um, Junior McDonald. Another kid, computer engineer, trained under my system. I got him through to the ABA final. He lost against Tony Bellew. And I was doing this two days a week. <clears throat> I, haven't, I hadn't even committed myself to my system. I was developing it. So very early on, I was like, brother, I, I, this is me. I, I'm good at this because I'm doing, I'm already achieving things in boxing that people that have been in the game 20 years haven't done. I think people need to remember getting into a world championship fight against Kovalev, who's had 200 over plus amateur fights. Come on. That's where he was two, two-time two ring fight of the year. There you go. He, he, listen, so Kovalev, I think people know. Brock up Bernard Hopkins. Brock up Bernard Hopkins. Yeah. And he's in Russia. But Bernard Hopkins never done to Kovalev what we done to Kovalev. We, bruv, who yeah, told right. me? Shalemba. Never done to um, Kovalev what we done. We never took him to the brink like that. Even Andre Ward. You got to remember, Andre Ward got dropped heavily. Andre Ward is an Olympic gold medalist. Never. This is what the beef was between me and Andre Ward. I'm saying, bro, I respect you. You have to be respected because of what you've done in your sport. You as a professional. But don't try to disrespect my guy. Because I'm saying, bro, we done more in the sport in quicker time than what you done. You, it took you your whole career to fight Kovalev. You understand? That was your, that was your defining fight. We, we fought Kovalev, an elite fighter, experienced fighter. Kovalev had 15, 16 world title fights against us, and we only had 12 amateur fights. And, and, we, and we nearly, not only did we nearly stop you, in CONCUBOX history, no fighter has landed more punches on Sergei Kovalev than Anthony Yard. And you know what's really going to make them mad, Tunde? Come on. What's really going to make them mad? <laughs> After he would... Yard is only going to be better now. Exactly. He's Bro, only going to be better. He up my shoulder yesterday. <laughs> we went on the pads for the first time yesterday. He mashed up my shoulder. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the punching power, the finesse, that... Fitness, the energy. Mm. That was our first session back after four months, and it was like we never left. I had to phone him and say, Ant, bro, you know I'm the master. That's what I always say to him. You know I'm the master. And they go, like, no, Unks, it's me. And I'm like, no, brother, it's me. I'm <laughs> the teacher. You understand? And he's like, I'm like, nah, Ant, you were sharp, bro. You were sharp. I feel sorry for the first person that smiles with me. You understand? Because you were sharp. You were sharp, and... What it goes to show me is that we've created a bond so much, so strong, that he can go through everything that he's been through 
with the loss of his father and his grandmother. Be, be away from me, boxing and everything for four months and come back and behave like both of us never took a day out of the gym. So there's a lot to it. I want to say, um, you know, Anthony Yard, condolences as well. You know, that's yes. a chance. Uh, lost his father and his grandmother the yes. and I think we all know boxing's a mental game most of it's yeah. and 100% the way he he used that as a platform to help other people and let them know how dangerous coronavirus is that shows character and if you have that and you you know you're in there with Kovalev you get to enrich yourself with lots of experience yes. and probably would have learned from that there's sky's the limit it's like Canelo when Canelo fought Mayova, he lost, everyone's writing him off, and now he's never going to be nothing. He was a hot prospect. He proved after that. It's, you can only gain from them experiences. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. But again, I'm I, sorry to say, you can't put AY's name in none of them guys. Because none, none of them guys, how many fights did um, Canelo have before he fought Floyd? Even though he was young, how many fights? Bro, remember, did, AY was not someone that was born into boxing. Remember, Canelo's got like six, seven brothers who are all boxers as well. So he's coming from generational. He's coming from a lineage. He's mm. coming from Mexico. He's got the advantage of having the Renaso family, uh, Eddie and the dad. Yeah. That knowledge and that energy bestowed upon one individual already puts them ahead of the game. But with me and Anthony, you have a so-called unknown trainer. I weren't unknown because I know the man that were watching my team from day one. You yeah. understand? But a so-called unknown trainer, a definitely unknown fighter, no generational history to, to rely on, and we got to the top. Ray Jones was rapping on our team at the weigh-in. Our brother, Ray Jones, are you mad? I remember. Ray Jones, man's doing a ring walk, coming down at AY's doing a ring walk, legs are shaking, because bruv, Ray Jones, bare illuminaries from this, the world of boxing are there for us. And here I said us, because these little haters want to try and separate me and AY. And Russia would have been the ideal time for that to happen. But no, brother, you know, you can't trick, you trick the others, but you couldn't trick AY. And that's what makes him even more special. Yeah. I was looking forward to it. He had a, he had a fight with Lyndon. Uh, yeah, he was going to get Bracca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the reason I was looking forward to that Lyndon fight, and I don't know what's happening with that. I want to ask you what's happening with that. But yes. uh, I just want to see Yard. This, he fought Ramirez, I know, in Spain. But yes. I feel like it was going to be a big a, a time where he could show what he's gained from that fight and just how good he actually is. Because I, I don't know what it is about people. Once you take a, zero, a loss... Some reason nowadays, <laughs> at the end of the world, it don't make sense. A loss is the best thing that can happen to them. When I see you in the gym, going back to boxing, when if you get weak, lies the camp, everything. Yes. Salmon for sale, everything. All, all day. All them, but they're positive reinforcements. Exactly. Real thing. So in the gym, I remember even when I see you in, when when I see uh yard in fights, you stay in the things, it's being reinforced. And that's an extra, that gives you that extra gear. Is that yes. your mindset behind it as well? Absolutely. That's mm. what it is. Our whole team, there ain't no weaklings in our team. Mm. That's why me, Ade, in, me, Ade and Anthony in particular are such a force 
because there's no back door. There ain't no weakness in none of us. Anybody that is around us, anybody that watches our gym sessions, bro, it's so energetic. There's so much passion and fire in the session. You just, like, you get tired watching us. <laughs> One day, please, you come and watch us train and you will see the experience. It's not a joke. Brothers come from Manchester, Leeds, all over to watch us work. The people in the gym, we'll come into the gym, there'll be certain fighters over there. When we come in the gym, you know the trainers are shook because now your fighter's attention is coming on us because you can't, it's like the sun. When the sun shines, everyone has to take off their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no choice. You ain't got no choice, brother. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the energy. That's yeah. the energy, what we bring. And uh, it's been, you know, Ade, we was all, the whole team was out here last week. And, you know, Ade was having his say because that's why we like to move. Yeah. There's no, everybody has a say in the team. So everybody speaks what they've been going through, if they think there's anything, if there's anything they didn't like about what has gone on. You know, and Ade, Ade was speaking about, he remembers. You got to remember, brother, I started something that within four years, I took Cutman Camp, Coach Ade, these young men to the top of the mountain within four years of having their license. And both of them having no experience in boxing. That's serious. Yeah, that is. That's serious, brother. So again, I'm a trailblazer. You understand? Did I do it on my own? Absolutely not. But let me tell you something. I started this, Stamina for Self. And I'm here because of Anthony. I'm here because of Ade. I'm here because of Cutman Cam. I'm here because of Bilal, Flashy, Amin, Jahanzeb, who we've just signed. Raza Hamza, who we've just signed. Another kid who I'm going to announce, who we've just signed. There's nine of us now. Nine fighters. You see the nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stamina for soul, nine. It's nine. It's spiritual. It's written. That's yeah. how it's going to go. And I planned this. And I'm not one of them guys. Again, talk your, talk your dreams and reality. Don't let them fool you like they have about, oh, yeah, the keep... Keep your secrets to yourself because other people know, brother. That's the trick. Mm -hmm. That's the trick. Don't keep nothing to yourself. Talk it. Talk it. Remember, sound travels. So as long as your heart is clean and pure, your voice will resonate. And it may resonate and hit the right person. He may not even be, or she may not even be, and decided upon. Mm -hmm. They will help bring your dream further into fruition and into life. So Stamina Fasil and the boxing team and Anthony Yard and Ade and Cam and Bilal and Raza and Amin and the whole team, we're just a team of, in boxing that's going to be here for a very long time. It ain't going to stop, brother. I'm it, glad. I can't wait to see the growth. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it big time. 
You see, when you talk to Tunde Ajay, it's like it goes from boxing, it becomes like a life session. Yeah. Like it's like a Bob Proctor seminar. <laughs> you know what's funny? In my head, I'm thinking, because there's things I want to speak to you about, but I just want to get involved as well. But I'm get thinking, we'll be on hours, hours, <laughs> if I start getting too involved, man. But something yeah. I'm saying, I feel it for real, it touches me. Because it's the That's... same thing I think. Yes. One of my things, right, see the uh, Speak It, Believe It, Become It. My friend, you know the secret, the book, Secret? Yes, of course. I read it over, I read it when it, what year did it come out? I read it. Like 10 years, at least. I read it, I read it when it first came out, which was years ago. Yes. Ronda Bryan came out and I was, I remember I bought it into the gym. I remember picking up my son from school, having the book in my hand. And, uh, you know, Ronda Bryan and the book, The Secret, became famous highlighting the law of attraction. Mm. But what people didn't understand and what most people don't understand is that you can't attract what you don't vibrate. That's why I talk about the law of vibration, not the law of attraction. That's the gas. That's the thing they put out there to gas everyone. All right, you say, I'm so grateful and thankful, grateful and thankful I have one million pounds. Then go into Tesco's and start worrying about a 10, 15p difference. <laughs> Millionaires don't think like that. <laughs> so you ain't gonna attract money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bro, because it's 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 mind and body opposition. You can't say something and not do it. You can't think some, you can't come on, brother. You can't you know, say something from and from not from do it. You can't feel <laughs> something and not act it. That's what exactly what I was gonna say to you. When that book came out, my friend told me about it. Yeah, Adrian, if you're watching this, it will be. But I thought he was. I thought you were talking rubbish. He was saying to me because the way he's explaining it to me he goes to me. Oh, if you think there's fifty pounds somewhere, if you believe it, it will come. Yeah. Yes. I thought, yeah. yeah, no, no, that's that's not true. It can't that can't? That's not reality. But like you said, right? You got. It needs to align. You believe it. But you got to tap. You got to believe it and do work towards it, and it will come to you, brother. It's very simple. Mm. Dream it, mm. believe it, become it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Become. That's the part that man's trying to remix. Man, man's trying to remix the become part. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> bro, you have to come, become. You got to do the work. Yeah, yeah. You got to do the work. That's why you have people who are not spiritual. Because they've got what they've got. There's many people on this planet Earth who don't believe in God. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in Allah, Buddha. They believe in hard work. You understand? Because whether you're religious or not, you ain't going to get something without the hard work. Happen. It's absolutely the main part of the dream. The, the doing the hard work. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about boxing, man. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this before we move on. If you're listening to this, right, and it's something you want, just remember, believe it, achieve it. I mean, sorry, believe it and become it, right? The yes. hard part is the important part. And that's yeah. what I want people to remember. Because this, this whole believing it thing, but you're sitting down, you're not doing nothing. You have to work hard. Is and that jumper you're wearing, is that your logo? No, no, Stone Island. You talked about mentality earlier. Yes. And uh, somebody that's, I think, mentality for this particular person, Wilder, Yes. And his confidence in that backhand, that right hand, is um, was kind of key to his success. He's always going to be punch hard. It's always going to be a danger. But how much, how much do you think that loss might affect his performances and 
the future. <coughs> I actually think people's going to be in for a big shock. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because, because you don't get to where you get, you don't possess that kind of power and that kind of devastation if you don't have confidence. Yeah. And yes, there have been some some cases in history where a fighter after one defeat totally just goes the other way. Mm. But I actually don't believe that's going to be the case for Deontay. Mm. I think he's going to be extra motivated. Mm. I think he's going to train harder. Um, and I think that they're overlooking Deontay before talking about the Fury and AJ fight. I think they need to be very focused on Deontay Wilder because I don't believe his confidence has been dented. I don't. I don't. I believe... And, and the thing is also, it's the timing. He now, because of this pandemic, has had had time to physically heal and mentally heal. There still is no date, official date, for the third fight. So the longer you leave it, you give this man's time, you give this man time to regenerate. Mm. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know that the hunger builds when you're not fighting. But oftentimes it could be a great benefit because he has to get over certain niggles and injuries and he could have had personal problems. This is what people have to understand about the sport of boxing that it's not always what you see. In fact, most times it's not, it's what you don't see that has an outcome on the fight. And we don't know what Fury uh, Wilder's mental um, preparation was before the fight. We don't know his physical preparation, but whatever mentally and physically, physical stuff he was going through at the time uh, for that fight, I believe now he's totally fully, fully recharged. And because of that, I feel that this ain't going to be no easy fight for Tyson Fury. Yeah, it's weird how they're making, they've, they're talking about Fury Joshua and Deontay Wilder is not, the pe people have really written off Deontay Wilder, it makes no sense. Listen, <laughs> you got to remember, the fact that, I mean, he never said it, he never said he was relying on his right hand, that's what people have said. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But what it might do, See, I always look at the flip side. What it might do is now bring out the other aspects of his game, what he, he hasn't had to use, mm. which yeah. is the jab, keeping Fury at range, hitting him in, with certain shots, looking at another angle as opposed to just the right hand. Yeah. Because, because he kept on saying more towards, I mean, from a few fights earlier, all I need is... 10 seconds of a round to finish fight. See, he probably started believing that, yeah, that yeah. particular statement, but it didn't have time to solidify. Because thoughts only solidify after repetition of a long time. Mm. See, this is why you will get better at broadcasting over time. You'll get stronger over time. Your, your, your delivery to interviews, your questions will get better over time. And I just feel that Wilder has been blessed with time now because of this pandemic. And it's going to make him dangerous. Bro, I'm looking forward to this thing. Yeah. He might just ups, upset the whole thing. And then what, would it, what it would do, providing 
uh, AJ gets past Pulev is set up the Wilder AJ fight. Imagine that. Imagine that. And that's the fight. <laughs> and then, then you have Fury have to, having to rebuild or retire because he might not have the passion to continue if he gets beaten by a Wilder. Yeah. And then you go into a two-fight, three-fight scenario with AJ Wilder. Yeah. How you like that one? No one ain't talking <laughs> about that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see how the whole thing can just switch? Yeah. The whole thing can switch with a punch. So, so if I were Fury on that camp, don't be taking this thing lightly. Yeah. Because I know AJ, he ain't taking nothing lightly. That's the thing that came to my mind when I first heard about, you know, AJ Fury's been agreed is, I hope they ain't forgot about Wilder because Wilder is a big bump in the road you've got to get over. Bro, that is a serious, serious guy. Yeah. Deontay Wilder. And you know what? He's very... Um, kind of intimidating when he's got his mask on and everything because... And he's tall, you know. Bro, Fury's tall. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's because Wilder's athletic. When we was in LA, because remember, we was on that build. We was on the first Wilder Fury build. Yeah. But, you know, it got the fight got pulled out the way in. Um, but I remember we was talking, and, you know, you're seeing these larger-than-life figures, Holyfield, Riddick Bowl, all them man, they look like, bruv, I'm sorry to say, them man, they look busted. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But you had all these legendary heavyweights. Spinks was there. And I remember when the weighing was over, Wilder and his team were standing just by the stage. And he still had the mask on. And I looked at him, I said, brother, this brother's scary, you know. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> he looks bro. He was so tall. He's mm. tall. He's actually tall. You understand? Mm. And he had the mask on, he had the gown on. And I said, yeah, this guy, you can feel the energy around him. Yeah. You know, and that's why I feel that the, the difference between the first fight and the second fight was the energy what Tyson brought into the second fight. They built him up, they built his name up in America. You know, he was all doing the Super Bowl or the baseball and everything. He'd done the WWE. So mm-hmm. now he had became famous to the American public. And I think that the energy shift was what affected Wilder. Because remember, he'd never been up against someone who brought as much energy to the ring as him. Yeah. The first fight, Wilder was carrying more energy because no one ever really knew Tyson. They knew of him, obviously he fought in kind of Steve Cunningham and all of that, but his name wasn't as big in the first fight as it was in the second fight. And because of that, Tyson brought that new energy with him into the ring and he just broke up Wilder. Yeah. But the, third, the yeah. third fight is going to be different. Mark yeah. my word. Was you shocked when you seen it? The second fight, the way... Because Fury's always been a confident fighter, you know. But he's never... This is my opinion, not yours. I'm saying... This is from my point of view. When I watch Fury, he's always confident. But he never seemed confident in being that big man that can walk somebody down and be on the front foot. Was you shocked when he done it, the way he done it? No. You weren't? Because it's energy. <laughs> Yeah. It's energy, brother. And sometimes you have to know about this thing. This thing's serious. Floyd Mayweather 
had to build up the negative energy against him when he fought De La Hoya. Because De La Hoya was the darling bud of all American boxing. Yes. He was the pretty boy. You understand? He was the real pretty boy. He had that energy. But because people were so bad man and jealous, because there's always that equal and opposite side of life. You understand? It's never... Let me tell you something. Negativity and positivity is always equally balanced. Always. And this is what I'm saying. The moment you give your energy to negativity, you empower the negative. So where Floyd Mayweather had so much negative comments and people... You understand? He played He played everyone. He yeah. played everyone. He played everyone. And, you know, Oscar went into the, the De La Hoya fight. Oscar went into the Mayweather fight with a lot of anger in his body and emotion. And he gave that to Floyd. But even with that, he still, they still nearly robbed Floyd in that fight. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was different. But, you know, the heavyweight boys is, the heavyweight boys is a different kettle of fish. Once a man hits you hard, often, it's, it's danger. It's danger. And uh, May, uh, Wilder ain't no Mayweather. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Wilder ain't got them kind of magical skills. So but I just feel that this he's going to be so up for this, the third fight. Mm. And it's not going to be a walkover. Fury will not be able to do in the third fight what he done in the second fight. No way. But I, I stand on that. If Tyson Fury does to Wilder in the third fight what he does in the second fight, I say, you are the man. Yeah. You definitely are the man. But I can't see it. I can't see it. Because Wilder's going to be, now he's going to be swinging mad bombs. Because yeah. he's got something to prove. When you're winning, when you're winning, 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 you don't have nothing to prove, really. Because you're winning. And that's why it's so hard to stay motivated when you when you ain't lost. Again, that's why you've got to tip your hat to people like Joe Calzaghi, uh, Floyd Mayweather, you know, to, to gather that motivation over and over and over and over again for their whole career. You, got, you, you can't do nothing but give them a round of applause. So, so um, Fury has not been beaten. He's got a draw on his record, but he ain't never lost. Mm. Um, Wilder now has that loss so we're going to have to see how he, he bounces back from it but I think it's it's not going to be easy the thing is yeah when um, we got with like you said earlier mentality when AJ fought Fu- um, Ruiz sorry in the first fight it seemed like the same kind of thing see how you're saying when you're winning 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 yes with AJ he was winning 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 and you got Ruiz in front of you even if you look at Ruiz and you know about his history you see that he's got videos aspiring of Vander Holyfield. He's, oh, he's good at what he does. And when you watch him, on the inside, the guy's unbelievable. But um, that winning mentality, winning, 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 when AJ fought Ruiz, I feel like he maybe it was that situation where he was just, he just thought he was going to blast this guy out. It didn't happen. But Ruiz too, uh, it was a different mentality. And you've seen a different dimension to AJ. It was awesome. A lot of people are writing AJ off because of that Ruiz fight though. But I'm looking at it like it was a mentality thing. Maybe when he fights for Fury, if it does happen, then what I'm trying to say is they're right enough AJ because of the Ruiz fight. Do you think that fight's closer than what people are saying, the public are saying? Do you get that perception as well? That the Fury fight is closer? That, that the Fury fight is a done deal for Fury against AJ. That's the that's the perspective I'm getting. What, that Fury's going to be AJ? Yeah. No, brother. Yeah, yeah. That's no, okay. It's not going like that. 
yeah. Yeah, like that. But let me tell you something. People can say what they want on the outside, but yeah. it's more what's more important is what the individual thinks about himself on the inside. Anthony Joshua would, would not be focused on what everyone's saying, what mm. the public or what the boxing press are saying. Because he got to where he's got with his self-belief. Mm. And you can't take away a man's self-belief as, uh, as easy as that. When a man has won a, uh, an Olympic gold medal, the man has, uh, you know, he dethroned Klitschko, uh, uh, Povetkin, uh, Joseph Parker, uh, Takam. Uh, the guy has done incredible. Mad. You understand what I'm saying? So you can't now think that he's going to be weak in any mental area. He's going to be more determined. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But because of press, media, they can sway people's perception because that's the name of the game. Yeah. If you get someone... If you get someone... Was it Hitler? He said, you can lie so much that the people in a, eventually believe it. <laughs> it's the same thing like children programming. You tell a child the same thing over and over and over and over again in the beginning part of his life, he end up or she end up becoming that thing. So the whole media thing is to persuade people to believe in one chain of thought. But the individual how they think is if you if the individual can be affected by what everybody's saying or the individual can be motivated by what everybody's saying. Mm. My take on it is that that negative thing ain't going to affect AJ. Mm. Because look at what everyone was saying with regards to the second AJ fight. People was like, he shouldn't take the fight. He needs to take a warm-up fight. Oh, yeah. Then when you take a warm-up fight, they say, why should he take, why did he take the warm-up fight? <laughs> he should have gone straight into the fight. Bro, yeah. you can't win against, you can't win against a hater. Because mm. a hater and a negative person is a hater and a negative person. Mm. So you've got to be strong in your own belief. And Anthony Joshua is a man, a young man that believes in himself. He would just say, ah, cool. He may not, he may not be like me and fire, you understand, in that way, in, a, in, a, in an outward way. He'll just say, cool, all right, cool. That's what you think. I'm going to show you. I'm going to break up this brother. And then you are going to have to humble yourself <laughs> like, he, like he did in the second Ruiz fight. Only a few heavyweights have reclaimed their, their belts in immediate rematches in the history of boxing. And you, no matter what, you have to put Anthony Joshua up in that list because that's what he's done. Mm. You know, and because of that, you have to give the young man credit. Well, you don't have to, but me personally, I just think that anybody writing off Anthony Joshua in a fight against Tyson Fury is wrong because, hold on, not that we've, really focus too much on sparring. But haven't they sparred in the past? Yeah. And, and from what I heard, AJ broke him up. <laughs> so, but I don't care. Same thing like Dylan. Dylan said he dropped Fury bare times in sparring. You see what I'm saying? So, again, it's about being smart. It's about... It's about being smart. It's about um, getting the best deal for the fight when it happens. And the two young men are absolutely doing that. Because we're here talking about them. Yeah. So it's all a hype. But as a boxing man, I can't be led to believe that it's going to be one, one horse race. No way. Let's just hope everybody gets past their obligations. Fury, Wilder, AJ, Pulev. And then we set up that fight. 
and then hopefully Dylan White gets uh, uh, made the WBC uh, mandatory, or what are they saying? Is it the mandatory, or they're saying they want to put Wilder, uh, they want to put Fury as the uh, franchise, franchise, yes. franchise champion, <laughs> and, then, uh, AJ, and then Dylan can fight for the, the WBC. What do you think about the franchise champion status? Say again? What do you think about the franchise champion status? I mean, it's just a way to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, ain't, it ain't complicated. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's not complicated. No, it's just, bro, let's just make more money. This is make more belts, have more champions, more sanctioning fees. Simple. More money. Someone's getting paid. And that's what it's always been about because it's called prize fighting. So you fight for a prize and you fight for money and and money has got to be made, and you're never gonna give up the golden ticket to fight the dangerous ticket with less money. And Dylan White is the dangerous ticket with less finance, and it's as simple as that. There ain't no nothing else. It's about money. But what's happened is that the WBC now have to enforce the rules what they set. They can't go against it because there's so much pub publicity on this. Dylan thing, and that's what I said to Dylan months ago. I said, bro, just keep working. Keep working. You can't, you won't be denied. Just keep working. Keep keep working, keep winning. Yeah, that's about you see they they trying to set him up with all these different fights. And I bet you now they want they're gonna make him fight someone like Usyk, you know, to, for yeah. the goal. And then that's a hard fight for Dylan. Mm. Just because of the style. But with Usyk, right? This is one thing I say about Usyk, Usyk's unbelievable what he's done at cruiserweight, but heavyweight's a whole different story. Do you think if he, do you reckon he can emulate that at heavyweight as well? Well, from his heavyweight performance, not not really. I think these boys might be a bit too um, big for them. But again, it's about the right fight. Dylan, AJ, all these guys have sparred with smaller smaller fighters. Because remember. Yes, it's an advantage for the big guy in one respect, but it's also an advantage for the small guy. Because a small guy can use his attributes to the best of his ability and make things uncomfortable for the big guy because the big guy is not used to fighting a small guy, whereas usually the small guy may be used to fighting a bigger guy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because so, so, so really, it may benefit Usyk. But for someone like AJ... I don't know. I don't but he knocked out Tony Belly, bro. You said knocked out Tony Belly. Yeah. And that's not no easy. And yeah. you can say Belly's a small guy, but he's not a small guy. He's a big guy. He's a big guy and he's he's knocked out Tony Belly. <laughs> Let's get that right. Yeah. So it's about hitting the target at the right time. Um, and yeah. See when you say about um going totally off script now. But see, when you talk about smaller guys being able to use their attributes, someone who's a dark horse in the heavyweight division, I want to know what you think about him, is Michael Hunter. What do you think about Michael Hunter at um, heavyweight? Remember, I've been in a gym with Mike and his oh. brother. Remember, I took, when I took OD, <coughs> OD, uh, Anthony Yard, Otu, when we was all over there, we was in a gym. You know, we were staying with Devin Haney's dad in the mansion, who was, who was training at Devon Haney's gym, uh, which was the fat factory, which has now been taken over by Sean Porter and his dad. They got that gym now, but that was Devon's, Devon's dad's gym. 
Fight Factory. So we used to go from the Fight Factory to Flair's gym. Flair's gym, Fight Factory. Flair's, and Michael was always there. You know, Devon's dad was looking after Michael back in the day, 2012 times. Um, Devon, that's where we, we all come acquainted in 2012 because Devon and his dad were over here with Michael Hunter. Um, so I know Mike, you know, Anthony Spar Mike Hunter. You understand? Anthony Spar Mike Hunter. Again, small guy against a big guy. Uh, Michael Hunter has always been a problem just because of his size, but he don't have real knockout power. Because if he did, he would have he would have he would have actually got Pulev out of there. You understand? Pavetkin. Not Pulev, um Povetkin. Yeah, yeah. He won the fight, in my opinion. I was he shocked. Won the fight. Michael um, fire that day. And hundred percent Michael Hunter is a bogeyman for any heavyweight because he's skilled. He's got boxing skills. And I think for the first time he's actually taking it serious. Because remember, again, he comes from generational. His dad was a good fighter. You got him, you got his younger brother, <coughs> who's also a waterweight, who is more of a puncher. Um, so they come, so so Michael Hunter is definitely a dark horse. And uh, he will give anyone problem again, but he's the guy that you don't need. If you're getting 60 million a fight, you don't fight Michael Hunter. <laughs> well, listen. Um, thank you for doing this. I'll be tuning yeah. the fight is right with you and Spencer. Yes, sir. The fight is right. Dream yeah. and believe become it. Hosted by the one, the only, Spencer, the knowledge fearing, and yours truly, Tunde Ajay. <laughs> yeah, about stamina for sale? Stamina for sale. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much. Yes.